Welcome to the Stars Singer Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Van Boxtel, and I specialize in the art and science of vocal performance, helping singers just like you to give amazing performances so that you can feel comfortable, confident, and in total control of your voice every time that you walk on and off stage. This podcast is here to help you on your journey to becoming a star singer. So let's push play on this episode. Today we have Maru on the podcast from VocalPsychology.com and we're talking about how to think like a singer and perform like a pro. I'm so excited for today's episode. We talk about when you feel like an imposter in your own voice, where your imposter thoughts come from from a psychological perspective and the cool thing is Maru started her career as a psychologist in the Netherlands until she realized that her dream of working as a singer-songwriter would not be ignored. She quit her job and started developing herself as a vocalist, a performer, and a songwriter. After a year, she signed a management and publishing deal with Sony ATV and since has been writing, recording, and releasing songs and performing nonstop all over the world. Since 2008, she has successfully coached hundreds of singers to bring out the very best in themselves and really honing the mind-body connection. So I'm, I'm really excited. In our conversation today, we're also talking about how our culture propagates negative feedback and what you can do about it, how to create and control your own musical narrative, We talk about the things that are in your control, which is your vocal technique and your mindset, and learning from your musical idols. I'm super excited for this conversation today, so let's get started. I'm excited to be here with Maru, and we're going to be talking all about vocal psychology, getting over your fears, and could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you help singers? Absolutely. It's uh, super nice to be here. Thank you for having me, first of all. I love what you do. Um, So I'm honored to be here on the show. Um, My name is Maru. And before our... (laughs) (laughs) My actual name is Maruja Ritana, which is kind of a difficult name. Uh, So I shortened it to Maru for people who are lazy like me. Let's just... uh, Um, and uh, I'm half Costa Rican, half Dutch. I uh, was born and raised in Holland, and then I moved to Los Angeles about four years ago because uh, I was very involved in the music industry at the time and uh, loved to do my writing sessions here, recording sessions, and to just you know be immersed in the LA music scene. So um, that's how I ended up here. And um, I, I don't know how long this intro should be. I couldn't stretch it to really long, a really long story or like the, uh, the cliff notes, if you want. Whatever, whatever you want, whatever you feel is going to be uh, helpful for us. Yeah, I'll, 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 um, I'll go a little more into the psychology thing and how I uh, ended up doing that. So I actually started out my career as a uh, psychologist in the Netherlands. And I'm very adamant about saying that I was a psychologist in the Netherlands because in the US, or at least in California, I learned that you can only call yourself a psychologist when you you, um, have your PhD. And I do not have my PhD. 
but I did study psychology. I have a master's degree and I actually worked as a psychologist in Holland. So, um, and that's because I'm very, very, very interested in people's stories, in what makes them tick, in what makes them, um, you know, feel empowered, what makes them feel held back and, you know, how to uh, basically help people perform at their very best. That's always something that, that was very interesting to me and, and something that I wanted to be a part of. So, um, yeah, I, I worked as a psychologist and it was really fun. And uh, I, I was helping people a lot with their goals, with their, um, you know, with their struggles. And one thing I would always ask people was, well, what, um, you know, what do you want to look back on in your life? Um, what do you really want to have done? What's your passion? Uh, all those kind of big questions, you know? And then after a while, I started to ask myself those questions. Even <laughs> I wasn't asking them myself. And I uh, realized that I had just been ignoring my, my, you know, a big love of my life, which is music. So I started pursuing music. Um, I gave myself a year to uh, kind of get schooled on songwriting, performing, singing, the whole shebang. And after that year, I got signed to uh, Sony ATV, which was a big win, of course. I was, I was super thrilled about that. Yeah um so that was awesome um however i felt like a complete fraud i felt like when are they gonna find me out when are they gonna realize i can't really sing um so i had a lot of internal struggles um that that were holding me back and uh, i'm a very nervous person very shy person and i was constantly put in situations where i had to um you know kind of overcome that so, um, so that was one part of, that's one seed basically of, of the concept. The fact that I felt like an imposter. And then um, of course, as a starting songwriter, as a starting singer, you don't make a lot of money. So I started uh, teaching other people how to sing. And what I noticed was, oh wow, I'm not alone. Everyone else feels like a fraud as well, which was crazy to me at the time. Like I would get, uh, professional singers in, in, my, in my little home studio and they had been singing for years, performing for years and I would almost you know look up to them as, as, as artists and they would feel the same thing. They would be like, uh, you know, I, I can't really sing. I'm sorry, uh, I have a call today. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, hmm, okay, I'm not the only one who, who kind of has that struggle. And then, um, you know, the, the further I, I researched and, uh, you know, got into that, the more I realized, well, that makes so much sense because our uh, singing is basically um, using your muscles to uh, produce a sound. But your muscles are uh, heavily influenced by your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions. And um, uh, yeah, so, so basically, uh, I just kind of made a concept out of that. Like uh, I wanted to honor that mind body connection and that's uh, how vocal psychology was born. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry for that. <laughs> no, I love it. It's great. Um, it's great to know that we're not alone and yes. all, all of that. What you mentioned some of these thoughts that people have, where do they come from? And yeah, <laughs> in your experience, where did they come from? 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I think, but I'm really interested, because uh, you're a singer as well. Mm -hmm. What's that like for you? I'm sure you've been nervous, and uh, I'm sure you have had these moments of, ooh, can I do this? What was going through your mind? Um, well, <laughs> I feel really silly, like, saying this. Um, I've, I've felt that way for auditions sometimes, because you're kind of, like, in somebody else's hands, and you might that kind of thing um but for me I always feel like I'm just gonna do my best because I've trained so long and yes. I've done this for so long and I have a lot of experience doing this yes. and I understand that things are things get weird sometimes and I'm just gonna do the best that I can I think but I think like for me that just comes with like I've been with my body for a long time. I've been singing for a long time, but right. I still get like excited oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and have to like hone it a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, that I'm glad you're saying that because that, that means your vocal psychology is very healthy. You have a mindset that empowers you, that, that kind of uses the, the, the energy that auditions give you because it gives everybody energy, you know, but you can frame it as nerves or as excitement. So I love that you you frame it as excitement for yourself, which is amazing. Oh, thanks. So, um, well, back to your question. So where do these thoughts come from? Well, you know, in, in the most basic, simple form, I don't think it's really rocket science. It's, um, you know, we all basically want the same things in my experience, uh, as, as I see the world at least. So we all want love we want to be loved we want to be celebrated and we fear rejection and we fear not being good enough um, we feel we fear being embarrassed and so you know in these situations where you feel like you're uh, put on the spot auditions uh, important gigs uh, podcast interviews uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get these little thoughts of Mm, what if I mess up? Mm, what if I, you know, don't connect with the audience? What if I don't hit that high note that I've been dreading? Um, and basically, it's a fear of what if I am not good enough? And that fear is uh, because you fear rejection. What if I'm not good enough and therefore people will reject me? So that is how... Um, everyone is connected on, on that level, on that very basic level. Uh, that's how all of us are, are kind of the same. But how we're all different is, um, you know, the way in which we've been, let me say, traumatized by previous rejections. So for some people it's like, well, you know, at my first gig, I, um, you know, I couldn't hear myself and I was way off pitch or, when I was growing up, my brother would always tease me because I thought I had a horrible voice. Or, uh, you know, um, I was taught to be very quiet in my household. I wasn't, or I wasn't allowed to express my emotions, for instance. So we all have our specific traumas, let's say. Could be small, could be really big. Um, and, and these things kind of live in our bodies. They stay with you for, for years, maybe forever. Um, so if you um, kind of don't address those things, if you kind of accept them as your who you are, and that's just the way I am, 
then they can hold you back. So, um, yeah, to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it all comes from the same place, but the way that people, um, you know, the, the, the source of, of how that rejection has shown up in your life is different for everybody. Yeah, I never thought about like the being like quieter in the household or that kind of thing is like something. I was just doing Instagram stories yesterday about like how you should stop listening to the wrong people. And I asked everybody like what was some weird feedback that they got because sometimes the audience will come up to you and they'll like mean well or maybe it comes from a place of like, I want to show you how much I know about music so that we can connect. Exactly. But they end up saying like really weird things that yeah, can like hurt you. Like, I don't know, like, um, oh, you know, you have a beautiful voice, but, and then they'll say something. Yes, it's so true. It's so true. And yeah, I mean, usually people mean well, mm -hmm. or like you said, they, they feel like they want to be validated in there. Like, I know something about music. Um, so, you know, it's important to frame these things in a way that, that helps you. Um, and yeah. yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because feedback is such an important part of all this, you know, giving yourself feedback, taking other, other people's feedback, you know, um, who does it come from? What's their intention? Can I actually work with this? And, you know, um, you know the older I get, the, the more... I don't want to say immune, I become to feedback, but more, I'm trying to see it as, can I learn something from this? Or is it uh, a result of other people's insecurities, for instance? So yeah, when, when something kind of hits you in the heart and you're like, ouch, there's maybe a seed of truth in there. And, and, um, uh, and I'm not saying like, oh, you do suck. Not at all. I'm just saying like, what is the feedback? Is there like, a little bit of truth in there is there something that i can work on and in my opinion the reason why people get upset about feedback is when they think that's something i can't change about myself um, so something really hurts you when you're like yeah but that's just my voice that's just how i sound um, but sometimes it's something you can actually work on you can work on your pitch you can work on your volume you can work on your tone you can work on your emotional delivery um so yeah i try to be very objective myself and to teach others to be objective about feedback but yeah i mean of course sometimes people just try to be mean especially in this instagram culture you know it's it's heartbreaking how people treat each other sometimes it's yeah and especially what i mean what role do you think that like the competition shows have played in that because they are all based on like kind of that negative feedback for entertainment's sake and we start to as a culture absorb it yeah 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 that's something that uh i can get so angry about that honestly because they have created a culture of um you know making fun of people too and it's i i hate that that's some you know i'm a very positive light person but that's something that can infuriate me like mm -hmm. making fun of people is it's just me, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I, I try to teach people that, okay, who is it coming from? Is it coming from 
place of jealousy, a place of, you know, I actually really want to be a singer, but I'm too scared, so I'm just going to mock other people. Um, you know, um, anything you need to do to keep your mind strong is, is what I think. And, and, and I actually, um, I was in one of those shows. I don't know if you uh, know this. <laughs> I was in the first edition of X Factor in, in Holland. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic experience. And um, are they nicer in Holland than? Because I noticed that the different shows have different like yes uh, vibes. They like have- actually, the Voice France for kids is really cute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're so nice to them. I know, I know, I know. I wish I was still a kid so I could do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, in my uh, in my days, uh, it was what well, was the first edition. So of course they were also still figuring it out, and um, they were very nice. I think they were playing less on you know uh, making fun of people and stuff like that. Um, but it was still like you know you're making TV, so you you are. Um, um, that if you don't have a strong narrative yourself, they're going to create a narrative for you. Ooh. Yeah, which is something I'm very, uh, you know, I'm working a lot with that with my students right now, branding and how, what is your narrative uh, and how do you want to promote that? Um, but actually, I wanted to uh, work on your question, which was, oh yeah, if it was different back then. I think... Um, I think it it was, and I think uh, unfortunately it wasn't uh, good enough TV. Perhaps you know people want um, people want to uh, be entertained, and they want to uh, yeah I don't know they want to feel better about themselves. So sometimes you know uh, making fun of other people makes you feel better about yourself, which is of course a very negative way. So um, yeah, I think what I try to do is just focus on the positive part and the positive narrative and, uh, yeah. Or just the drama. I mean, if you, even if you watch like a show, like I, I, like, I don't know what the word is, but I like selfishly love Grey's Anatomy. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. But if you watch that show, you're like, okay, look, how many accidents could actually happen? And they're like, just like creating drama and lots and lots of drama. And so if we maybe if we try to translate it to like those shows, like this isn't the real world. Like this doesn't happen like this. I know. Oh, it breaks my heart. I stopped watching it. I stopped watching it. I couldn't handle it. My heart was like exploding with sorrow. It just, it just, yeah, there kept happening accidents to the main characters. I know. (laughs) It's not real. Not real people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and, and that's actually what I wanted to say that I stopped watching the talent shows because I just couldn't take it anymore. You know, I was like, I want to see people succeed and not be, you know, you know. Yeah. Well, and a a funny thing that I also noticed about some of the talent shows is that it always seems like they were, like, connected to somebody else. Like, this guy comes on and he's like, oh, yeah, I was Britney Spears' backup dancer in the 90s. And, like, like they always seem kind of connected to somebody. And it's it's not always true, I'm sure. But, like, it, it really seems like they're going for... A kind of shock factor yeah, yeah for sure yeah because that's making tv you know and mm-hmm. i mean it's something i used to be kind of um, against it and now I, I kind of see it a little differently i just see it as 
you know, they're just trying to create a story and they'll do whatever it takes to create that story. So um, the best thing you can do as an artist is create your own story. And um, when I say create, I don't mean manufacture. I just mean look at who you are and your journey and what you stand for. What's your message? What's the experience you try to create? You know, uh, Bruno Mars is creating an excellent narrative for himself. So is Billie Eilish. So is, uh, you know, Rihanna. Every one of those, all those big, huge artists, um, they, they are controlling their own narrative and their own story. So, that, that, yeah, that's... Um, I think there's something really good about those talent shows because they give you a platform, but there is a chance that they kind of, you know, they start to control your, your story. So that is something you, I think you should watch out for. I love that. So controlling your own story, have yeah. you seen that actually have an effect physically on the voice and the abilities of the people that you worked with? Oh, good question. Nice bridge. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think anything that um, creates tension has an effect on the voice. So, and this is something I experienced at the time because I was not controlling my own story um, because I didn't know myself well enough as a, as a person, as an artist. Um, so you're being put in positions that you may not feel comfortable in. And... Uh, I'm not talking about that talent show, but every singer I think feels uh, or has experienced that you're being put in a position where you're not comfortable, where you didn't have time for a sound check or uh, you're sick or you feel tired or whatever. And, you know, all those things can create tension. So that tension, uh, think about when you're nervous or what happens to your body when you're nervous, you're like, you know, your abs tighten up, your chest goes like, Ooh! your throat closes up uh yeah so i think part of why you know why uh, controlling your narrative is a part of what i do is because it's just an element of creating an empowering thing for yourself instead of creating more tension so anything that relieves tension is great in my book that's yeah that's wonderful i just thought of a story that i just like pulled out of my psyche or something yeah. like that so you asked me before how, what you feel like when you go on stage. And I realized that I'm not like nervous. Like I get excited yes. because there was one time early in my career, whatever, yeah. <laughs> I was like in high school and I had completely lost my voice and I was in a musical. I spent like, like 20 minutes warming up and I had like one octave and that was all I had. No. It was... Yes, it was head voice only. I didn't have any access to the chest voice. It was fine because I was singing. So I was singing a duet with, um, it was from Cinderella. It was one of the stepsisters duets. And I was singing a duet and all of a sudden, like right before we went on, I lost access to the head voice and no. only had chest voice. So we're in the middle of singing it. And what happens is we switch parts. Oh, and yeah, so she, we like played off of each other. I love it was, that. it was so, and I thought to myself, it is never going to be scarier than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I can handle anything <laughs> now. <laughs> so that might be cool too. You know, people just think like, 
Yes. All right, I'm sick today. I'm just going to do the best I can. I'm going to sing for it. Okay, it's always going to be better than that. I can handle it. Exactly. Oh, I love this card. And I love that that happened to you because, yeah, of course, it's like horrible in the moment. But after that, you're like, you know what? It didn't die. And uh, it can only go up from here. Yeah, it was great. Right? And, and nobody except the people who knew noticed that we had switched parts. And my voice just sounded like a little huskier in the lower range. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And you know, it's, I'm glad you're mentioning this because it, it, it has at least two elements of, of, you know, what I'm trying to do, because first of all, you were, um, uh, very present in the moment, um, or at least present enough to have the, 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 the sharpness to, to switch the, the parts. Um, and she switched with me. We didn't even exactly. talk about it. She just exactly. followed me. Exactly. I love that. You know, you weren't thinking about uh, well, you probably were thinking about a lot of things, but you also had the presence of mind to to find a solution for for the flaw, you know, for because nothing ever goes perfectly on stage, right? I mean, that's kind of what's fun about it. It's a little different every time. Exactly, exactly. So when you are present, you can completely do those things, and then after that, you had a, a tool in your in your in your toolbox. You were like, okay. I have experienced the worst of the worst, <laughs> and now <laughs> it can only get better. So I'm betting that that gave you a sense of uh, relaxation before each show. You're like, you know, it's probably. I, yeah, I'm in complete voice. I'm so grateful. Like I'm yes. feeling good. Like it's just gonna be what it's gonna be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's so fun. I love so that. Oh, thanks. So before we were talking a little bit about feedback, and I think as people, we are, we do want to learn and we do want to get better and we do want to like accept people's feedback and really kind of like work on it ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about the role of feedback for a singer and important relationships that it might be necessary for singers to have like voice teachers or industry support or what are your thoughts there with the support? Yeah, that's a, a great one. Um, I think feedback is extremely important. And um, I think there are many ways to get feedback. And I think it's, um, feedback should always empower you. So I think it starts with you giving feedback to yourself. I think it's um, important to do that not while you're singing, but after you're singing. So I'm a big fan of just recording yourself, audio, uh, or, or, you know, more preferably video, uh, so that you can see what you're doing. And, uh, you know, it's a good way to just get over your, in, you know, your, your initial, like, uh, embarrassments, because everyone is like, eh, is that me? Yes, that's you, and your voice is beautiful, and see what works. And see what you then have to work on. Um, and um, I created this tool that makes it a bit easier for people to really, um, you know, look at how they're performing. So um, it's actually based on an NLP exercise, a neuro linguistic programming exercise. That's so cool. Um, yeah, it's called, the, thank you. It's called the Wheel of Resources, and it kind of helps you um be more objective about your own voice because uh, we're all so emotionally connected to our voice and that's a good thing 
but I think uh, when you give yourself feedback, you kind of have to zoom out a little bit and see, okay, um, what elements are really working for me? Um, so I made this whole list of, of elements that you can look at. You can look at your range, uh, you know, at your tone, at your volume. <laughs> when I said range, I thought of your octave. <laughs> like, in that moment, your range was limited, but you still that was it. Your, yeah, that was it. <laughs> you had your tone, you know, you had your, your movements, you had your uh, emotional delivery, perhaps. Um, so there are all these things that, that are working great at, you know, that you're just gifted at. And then there are always elements that you can work on. You can always work on, um, you know, uh, on, 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 uh, on breath control or on, um, you know, singing even higher or even lower notes. There's always something that you can work on. So um, up until a certain point, you can do that for yourself, I think. You can go to my website and read my blog about it if you want. <laughs> um, it's called How Good Is My Voice? Um, and that's going to help you, you know, give yourself feedback. And then obviously, um, it helps to have a professional uh, help with, you know, help you with that and, and think with you. Um, so that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I help people, uh, you know, not only look at, um, not only look at their mindset and, you know, your story and all that, of course, the basis is vocal technique. Um, that's your biggest tool to, um, to really make your voice powerful and, and free and open. And, um, the technique is actually, um, it's the basis, but, and I always say it's vocal technique is very simple, but it's it's not always easy because of the limiting beliefs you put on yourself. So um, that's obviously something I, I can help with. Um, so that's yourself, uh, a trained coach, and um, it is important I think to listen to what people are saying uh, to your audience, your Instagram followers, your your family, your friends. Um, and not because they're always right, but just it's just good to hear what people are saying, I think, and uh, kind of just have a, a bit of a poll, if you will, and see what is the general idea that people have of me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And I think if we can get better at kind of evaluating ourselves, we'll build a little bit more confidence. What would you say to the people who are frustrated because they don't sound like so-and-so or they don't sound like Adele or they don't sound yeah. like yeah. Bruno Mars, like you said before, Billie Eilish. Like, yeah. I just don't sound like them. Yeah. I don't have the talent. So, yeah, oh, that breaks my heart. And I, and I come across that a lot, obviously. Um, you know, I think that everyone probably starts with um, – you know, looking up to someone, idolizing someone. Someone, at least for me, uh, it was Mariah Carey. It was 1993 and I saw Hero live and I was like, ah, I want to sing too. And I bought all her albums and, you know, learned all her ad-libs and everything. Wow. Yeah. And she's fantastic. Yes. Holy cow. 90s Mariah is, is still my, my hero. Uh, there was no pun intended. Um, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, so I think it's pretty natural and pretty common to to have um, someone that you look up to and someone that inspired you to sing. Um, I'm curious, who was your, uh, do, you, do you have someone like that? 
I kind of like everything. I really like older jazz. I really like Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald. I don't necessarily have voices like them, but I like how I like in like a lot of jazz standards and stuff. I can hear everyone kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. And that kind of makes me happy. Um, I like that style, like Judy Garland, like love it. Fantastic example. Yeah. I love Ella Fitzgerald too. I played my daughter, I have a one-year-old daughter, and her favorite song is an Ella Fitzgerald song. So we play her all the time in my, in my house. That is so cool. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah, I think um, everyone has their inspirations. And, of course, if someone is doing, if, if someone is doing a great job, you're like, I want to sound like them. Um, but, you know, it all boils down to that same thing that I was saying in the beginning, like, that 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 means that on a, on a very deep level you you kind of feel like you yourself are not quite good enough you have to sound like them in order to be a real singer you know mm. so um yeah it's a big part of, of of the singing journey and it's not something you can like kind of fix in in one coaching or one interview or one blog post yeah for sure it's, it's a lifelong journey for for most of us to kind of yeah, make friends with yourself, the, uh, you know, uh, the BFFs, I say, I always say, with, with you, who you really are, and maximize your own potential. And it can be very helpful to, you know, look at uh, other people. Um, for instance, I, yeah, like I said, I'm really like a nervous, shy person. And for me, volume was always a big issue. Um, I, I just wasn't used to being loud and I wasn't able to really belt and it was something I really wanted to do and I listened to a whole lot of Kelly Clarkson at the time and she taught me <laughs> how to belt I would kind of mimic her way of belting and obviously I'm, I'm not a good Kelly Clarkson who is but she taught me something about breath control for instance so people can still inspire you um, I'm just very adamant about, you know, just see it as tools and see it as inspiration and, and don't feel like you have to um, change. You don't have to change. You, you, you can be yourself. In fact, please be yourself <laughs> uh, and just maximize your own potential and um, yeah, do what, what, what works for you, you know? Yeah. And it's good to know that this is, a toolkit and this is going to be a lifelong journey because that means it's a skill that we can improve so if we want to do it we can <laughs> yeah we can for sure yeah it's absolutely true and and it's um yeah that, that's that's a literal example of you know that, that mind body connection that i that i really try to honor so if you think you can um yeah you probably can if you think you can't it gets a lot harder and that's how you place that tension on yourself and yeah like the oh that made me think of the have you ever done the, like what the resistance test kinesiology it's yeah insane. yes yeah. i was so skeptical about that it was, yeah sure but when you actually do it it's it's 100 true yeah so maybe you can explain it a little bit better but Oh, we're talking about like when you hold your arm out like an arm test and someone says yeah. something and then pushes on your arm yes if, if you believe it's true your arm will like stay there but if you don't it'll fall yes exactly it's 
insane. You should uh, look it up, everyone that is watching and listening. Uh, it's called kinesiology, and it's um, what did they call it again? Yeah, like the muscle response test or something like that. Where uh, I actually have a good friend who who does that, and it's incredible. Like she'll yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you say? How do you start with your name? I think. Okay. So. <laughs> and are it's really Tiffany? strong. Yeah, or am I Tiffany? I'm Tiffany. Tiffany, or are you uh, Natasha? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you would even watch like really like strong men do it, and it will it will also be apparent what they believe. Exactly. It's it's literally the the most simplified version of that mind body connection. How your thoughts influence your muscle. Uh, yeah, your thoughts and beliefs influence your muscles. You know. Yeah. So this is so amazing. And uh, I think it's been so helpful to everyone who just have these fears because we do have these fears. We do want to be connected. We do want to be liked. We do want to be loved. And we do want to be validated with the things that we love, like singing. Yeah. And yeah. so where can we find you and learn more about you and this vocal psychology thing? Yeah, well, uh, I, I, I always love to meet new singers and artists. Um, so you can uh, look me up at... Uh, uh, vocalpsychology.com or at vocal.psychology uh, on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, and actually, I'd like to uh, give away three sessions. So uh, usually uh, I start with a strategy session. Um, so when people come to me um, with vocal issues, we always do like a, an hour-long session and we look at the voice. We, we just analyze, okay, what's there? What are all the elements that are in place? And what are the elements that you want to work on? Um, what are the goals you have? You know, some people want to... Um... I love this. I'm so sorry for like interrupting, but I have to say this because so many people will come to me and I'll be like, well, what do you want to work on? Yeah. And what they'll say is all technique-based. So yeah. they'll be like, I want to sing higher. Yes. It's like, but why? <laughs> but why? What is the actual goal, you know? <laughs> no, that's 100% true. So I like to really go into that first because it's good for everyone, you know? It's good to know how much to push you and, and what exactly to, to do with you. And for them as well, like they have a roadmap as well. So <laughs> it's funny that you, <laughs> that you experience the same thing. So yeah, we start with analysis, goals, and, and fears. Like what is holding you back? And a lot of people will mention a confidence issue or a shyness issue. Um, so yeah, we try to kind of unpack what's there and where do you want to go? And we do some exercises to, to, to already make you see like, oh, okay. Um, you know, uh, not only vocally, like technically, but also if I think this, if I try to uh, reframe this certain belief, what happens to my voice? Kind of the same way as the, the muscle response test, like, um, how does this all influence each other? Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking about identity because you mentioned like people are like, oh, I'm, I'm shy or I'm this. So it's like an identity. That's exactly. so crazy. It's the story you tell yourself, you know? So if you keep repeating, uh, I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy. Well, of course your behavior is going to be, I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy. So, um, yeah, it, to me, that's a very interesting part of, of what I do with people is, is, you know, really unpacking those things you tell yourself, those little beliefs that loop in your brain, whether you realize it or not, and try to um, create turnarounds for them. Like, how is it, what's another way you can phrase it? Maybe you can say, 
uh, instead of being shy, I, I like to observe the situation before I step into it. Or, um, you know, there's always a positive way to phrase things that empower you instead of limit you. And that's my whole spiel. You know, I want everyone to feel empowered, not limited. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah. So the strategy sessions are how we start always. And I'd like to give away three to three different people. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah, of course. No, I just, I, I love meeting new people. And um, so the way you can win it is to upload a, um, I, I love a video, but if you're a shy, you can also do a photo of you singing on Instagram. And then in the caption, tell me why you would want a strategy session like that. And tag me, vocal.psychology on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'll pick three of my most, you know, interesting. That sounds amazing. And I love it because you like have to like kind of think about it before you just write it. That's great. Exactly. That's a goal setting, right? That we <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this has been so great. Thank you so much. I'm sure like everybody's like, oh, I really want to work with Maru, but like oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to record myself now. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> she's bringing me out of my shell already <laughs> that's awesome yeah and we'll have the link in the show notes for that thank you it was a blast thank you again so much for inviting me and letting yeah. me know about my stuff <laughs> I get really excited about it <laughs> well, it's great I love it thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me today you are amazing for pursuing your dreams and becoming the star singer that you were meant to be. You can join the star singer movement by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or sharing this episode on IG stories. Leaving a rating and sharing this episode helps this podcast get seen by way more singers just like you. And that is creating a massive impact in one of the giant goals of this podcast, which is eliminating fear anxiety and non-productive competition from the music industry and helping to create a new music industry for singers based on collaboration, love, and making a difference and a real impact with your music.